Welcome to 100 Lunches. I'm Jessica Nelson. And I'm Stephanie Lindsay. We're the founders of Etch Design Group. Each episode, we'll have intimate conversations that transcend the usual lunch meeting. We'll dig into the lives of fascinating people in the design industry, and we'll ask the big questions, the small questions, and maybe even a few that sound like it came straight from a fortune cookie. Our vision for this podcast is to uncover the hidden gems and what led each of our guests to their calling in life, from childhood dreams to favorite lunchtime meals. Buckle up, you're in for a treat. Welcome back to 100 Lunches. We've already received questions about what we're going to talk about next and when we're going to tell part two of our story. So if you have any questions that you're dying to ask us and that you want us to tell in part two, send it to us, let us know, and we'll fill in the gaps. We're excited today to meet with Sydney and have you hear a bit about her story. Yes, today we have a very special guest for you, the amazing Sydney McCann, owner of Plush Fabrics and Home Interiors here in Austin, Texas. Sydney graduated from the University of Texas at Austin with a Bachelor's of Science in Fashion Merchandising. And in 2007, Sydney founded Plush Fabrics and Home Interiors. Over the past 16 years, she has built a business known for its stylish fabrics and upholstery, as well as her impeccable quality and service. Sydney has a beautiful new showroom located near Lakeline Mall. So if you're in the market for some custom upholstery, accents, or window treatments, you definitely need to check her out. Um, Sydney has worked with us personally at Etch on a wide variety of projects, and we are so excited to have her here with us today. So thank you, Sydney, for joining us. Hello. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it's going to be We're fun. so excited. <laughs> so Jess and I have known you for many years, yet we don't know your story about what led you to the industry. So we're really excited to hear the backstory today and how you got into the industry, what led you to plush. So let's start maybe from your early childhood days. Tell us a bit about where you grew up, what your passions were early on in life, and what you think, what you thought you wanted to be when you grew up. <laughs> so I have always loved to sew. I have very creative parents, grandparents, and you know, my mom was always sewing, my grandmother's, and so it was just something we did. Um, and I love to make stuff. My dad's an artist. Um, but, you know, you grow up and I thought, oh, I'm going to be a business person. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be something else. But, you know, um, went to UT and thought I would probably land in the fashion world. This is a type of fashion, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I also have a marketing degree. Um, uh, from UT, um, but um, worked in business, didn't really feed my creativity very much. Um, my husband took a job in Arizona, so I started staying home. We had our first child, and I made this crazy over-the-top nursery for him. That was back in the day when, you know, you had layers of dust ruffles and bumpers and all this stuff, and I kind of started doing it for other people, um, just kind of out of my house, had some other moms that sewed for me, and um, it just kind of grew from there, um, and I stayed, I had three kids, I stayed home, um, and then when my youngest was in first grade, I'd gotten to know a girl who owned this business, so I didn't exactly found it, but um, she goes, I just don't really know what to do, how to, how to do it. And 
my husband and I looked at the financials and in 30 days I owned a business. Wow. And it was oh. kind of one of those things that I knew I always needed to kind of go back to work more just because I'm not really a good stay at home mom. I mean, mm -hmm. I was doing these things on the side, but there wasn't a lot of structure around it. Sure. So, um, so we bought this business and that was 16 years ago and I've just kind of grown it as my kids grew up. I've worked mommy hours for many years. Um, and now they're all grown up and I just work all the time. <laughs> We understand that all too well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was such a good way for me to get a little bit more into the industry, but still raise my family. I've really built this business on family first. That was really yeah. important to me. Yeah. So. We understand that all too well. <laughs> so did you grow up in Austin? Are you a, no. are you a unicorn? <laughs> I am a unicorn. Um, my dad's a college professor. Okay. So, um, we lived in Montana. We lived in Rhode Island. We moved to Texas when I was in high school. So I guess I'm a Texan now. I've been yeah. here most of my life, but I don't really feel like I, I grew up a lot of other places. Sure. I was sure. born in Seattle. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you know you wanted to go to UT and stay close by or was that, did you, did you look elsewhere for? <clears throat> Um, I looked elsewhere. My dad was a professor at Texas Tech at that okay. time, and I knew I could not stay in Lubbock anymore. Um, and I looked out of state, and then I decided that was a little too far, and Texas was a perfect fit for me. Um, yeah. You know, some of my best friends to this day are all ladies I met, you know, in college, and mm -hmm. it was great. Yeah. Austin was fun. That's awesome. <laughs> It was a long time ago. It still is. <laughs> it still is. <laughs> a little smaller back well, then. So it sounds a little bit like you put the pieces together as life went on. You didn't necessarily know from the beginning that you were going to buy a business per se. What was that process like to purchase a business? And how did you know that that was the right thing for you? Um, I'm very lucky that my husband's an accountant and can do a lot of financial analysis. And, um, you know, we it, the business wasn't making money at the time. And so it was kind of like, it can't hurt. Mm -hmm. And it, he kind of looked at it as um, sanity for me <laughs> as my kids <laughs> grew older and probably sanity for my kids too, that I wouldn't be this Apache helicopter mom. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think it was a good way to feed creativity and kind of the business brain that I kind of always have had too. Um, it's just, I think we, we go to school thinking, oh, we're going to be in business. And then I think um, big businesses sometimes aren't a great fit for everybody. Mm -hmm. It feels a lot very reminiscent of me going to college because my dad was very much like, you have to go to business school. That's just what you have to do. If you're going to college, you're going to a business school. And I, it wasn't even until, you know, I was in my late twenties that I knew you could go to school for a creative, you know, um, anything creative. And so it was, it was kind of like learning that for the first time, you know, in my late twenties, early thirties. So I get it. I totally get it. <clears throat> well, and then my dad being, a 
professor of he's an art history professor it was like you go to college to learn how to think and i'm like i have to have a practical degree and i thought i needed a business degree well yeah you know i think it's helped at, at some point but it doesn't feed the passion that's that's for sure yeah for sure so looking back is there a piece of advice that you wish you had known you know whenever you were first starting out and maybe starting plush um, something that you look back on and say, I would have totally done that differently. Well, one thing is there's no such thing as a drapery emergency. <laughs> I sometimes used to kill myself over things and it's like things happen beyond our control. I mean, COVID was a huge, you know, learning curve there that we couldn't control a lot of things. And so I've learned to just kind of take a step back and go, we're going to perform. It may take a little longer than everybody wants it to, but it's going to happen. So, um, that's a key perspective to keep in our industry. (laughs) (laughs) When we are meeting with potential designers for our team or, I mean, other architects or builders, you know, we we typically will tell them one thing that we care a lot about is perspective. And this isn't brain surgery. We're not saving lives by this. We're improving lives. But at the end of the day, if a trim comes in incorrectly, that's not something to lose sleep over. Go enjoy your family and friends. The people in your life matter more than the things in your life. So not everyone has that perspective. And and so it's always nice when we get to share that with someone. And yeah. 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 Do you feel like there were any specific pivotal moments when, or even experiences when you knew, okay, I'm on the right path? Um, I think I've felt I'm on the right path with a lot of the relationships I've built in the design in- industry in Austin. I mean, it's, you know, working with you guys and the friendships with you guys and, You know, I have a handful of design firms that I just adore and will do anything for. And that's when you go, okay, this is good. You know, I'm enjoying what I do. Um, You know, I have a great team. I have a group of ladies in the shop with me that are just amazing. I've got, you know, all our seamstresses and upholsterers have worked for us forever. I mean, it's a family and... You just got, you have to feel good about that. Absolutely. So I mean, you I would, and I were actually chatting uh, just a week ago when you were at my house <laughs> doing my draperies. And, you know, we were talking about how, how the business can just kind of keep you burnt, you know, they, you burn the candle at both ends. Right. And so as far as plush goes, what do you enjoy the most about plush? And then what do you enjoy the least about your, your job? The most, I would definitely say, is the relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that is, that's fun. I love being out in the field, talking to people, you know, talking about their projects, going, okay, how can we make this a little better for your client? Or that's not going to work, but we could do this instead. And I think that's a big value add for us. Um, you know, the the hardest part, managing people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> <laughs> and how many do you have on your team, Sydney? Uh, 14. Huh. I think 14. It's a lot. And I'd love to hire a couple more upholsters if I could find them, but yeah, it's a little bit of a dying art. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. How do you continue to grow and develop professionally? Podcasts. Um, I listen. <laughs> um, I was a member of Vistage for a long time, um, which gave me some perspective on just running a business because everybody in our group all ran different types of small businesses. Um, I, that kind of, we all kind of went separate ways a few years ago, but that was a big growth time for me. Um, and so now it's more podcasts and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what else I need to do. You know, I think it's really important to always be learning. So, you know, I'm going to take my whole team to the Window Covering Association big conference in, uh, where is it, uh, in Dallas in April. So I think that'll be really good. Hopefully learn a little bit more about motorization and some other things that are happening a lot. Awesome. So... <clears throat> I, I know you've made some really cool things for us at Etch, but I want to know what is the coolest or even the craziest thing that anyone has ever asked you to fabricate for them. And I also want to know what your most memorable, memorable project has been to date and why. So the craziest thing we just installed last week, um, Elizabeth Chapin is an artist here in Austin and she's been working on a show called Tree Spell.